You're listening to the Loop Page Podcast, episode number 37. Make sure you click subscribe so you can stay up to date because I release a new episode every couple of weeks. Um, you can also find me over on Instagram. My handle there is at Luke underscore page. And the waiting list to my brand new group program um, is now open, The Leading Coach. Now, if you're a coach and you're wanting to know how to build your online business and make your first $100,000 and the leading coach could be an option for you. I teach you how to become the leader in your niche and how to sell yourself through social media. So if this sounds like you, then check out what you can do is you can actually get on the waiting list to kind of jump the queue because I'm going to be opening up applications on the 9th of March officially. But if you want to be the first to get notified of any launches, of any upcoming information, then you can pop your name on the waiting list to be notified. So um, I'll put the link to that in the show notes. And in today's episode, I catch up with Coco Michelle. And this one is all about how to create a client-attractive brand that always stays relevant. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my last vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. How'd your birthday go? Oh, my birthday was good. My birthday, we didn't do anything. We just went to like a theme park, like a couple yep. hours away. Yeah, because I was sick, so I was like, I don't want to go anywhere. So. Right. Like, do you do you drink? Uh, not really. Why? I was just saying, as in, if it's like, I guess, if you kind of were someone that likes to drink, it's like, oh well, I kind of missed out on my birthday because that's what generally a lot of people do. It's like they go out there and they they get drunk. But in your case, if you don't drink, it's all good. At least you had your, your theme park. Which theme park did you go to? Um, Bush Gardens. It's like a little theme park in my, not Miami, but like yeah. four hours from Miami called Tampa. And right. it's okay. It's, it's fun, you know, yeah. roller coasters and things, you know. So it's like, it's not like have, massive or something. No, and I have Macne because I had my mask on for the whole day. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> is this going to be shown anywhere? So I can just like pamper it. No, it's all good. We're mainly doing audio here. So um, I actually, have you been to Six Flags before? No, I want to though. I don't know where it is. I don't know if it's just like, I don't know if it's different in like different locations um, in the US, but I went to, uh, it was in California somewhere. Yeah. Around there. But that was like, actually, we were, where were we? We were in LA and we had to drive maybe an hour from LA from memory and that was like intense yeah like i was like i'm okay with roller coasters and these roller coasters like they're next level compared to the ones in australia <laughs> and yeah, i was they, like, they, like line yeah it, it's the thrill of almost dying that's yeah what that's what it is oh nuts crazy stuff um so like do you want to just like start like let's just introduce yourself like tell us kind of you know who you help and what you're helping with and all that type of thing Okay, so hey everybody, I'm Coco. Um, I am a photographer for eight years now and I got into brand strategy about three years ago and it all started with helping my clients kind of giving them just, you know, nuggets of information to help 
better their brand. And one thing that I was realizing was that people kept booking me, expecting these images to just transform their business, when in reality, it was just amping up the, the value of their brand, but it doesn't necessarily mean it was going to transform their business. And that's when I decided to start my branding strategy business. <laughs> right. So, so it's like your background and your passion started with photography and then just from, I guess, working with clients, right? it's almost like you've noticed that, hey, this is only one piece of the puzzle and I need to kind of branch out and help out with other stuff. Like um, I kind of want to, let's not assume, I mean, like I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on it as well, right? Like, because we all, we think branding is one thing. Yeah, like just the colors of your logo and all that stuff. I'm sure it's more, yeah. So like what's, what exactly is branding? Okay, so like you said, people think branding is a mixture of the aesthetics, your logo, your website, your pretty photos, the way that your feed looks, but it's not. It's actually how your audience experiences you and the kind of interaction that you create and the kind of feeling that you create when people experience your brand. So when the colors come in, that's just the emotional connection, right? That That's like that's what's in the forefront of their head, but a brand and having a strong brand strategy is basically creating those subconscious thoughts in your audience's mind. Like for example, if you want your brand to resemble motivational, you don't necessarily need to have a ton of motivational branding elements on your feed. Just the way you carry yourself as a whole might create that subconscious thought in someone's mind. So that's, that's what branding is all about. The experience, how people experience you. And your business yeah nice okay i haven't actually i haven't heard it that way i thought it was just like if you asked me what's branding i probably would have said like it's just a combination of yeah the images um the feeling that you get um but yeah, thinking no. of it i'm like it's just such a big thing isn't it i was actually talking to someone yesterday they they're making a um a a, a men's hair gel company thing now yeah. asking my feedback on on something do you know um do you have a, i'm assuming you got american crew over there do you know what american crew is american crew no no i'm, no. I'm assuming that's not an australian brand yeah american crew is a really big menswear um it's it's probably like i mean i don't use it anymore but it was like it, it was it's probably like the only men's kind of I don't, what do you call it? Men's care, men's hair care range yeah. that yeah. It, their branding was so amazing that it's almost like you felt more successful or hotter exactly. or more powerful by using their products. Yeah. And they've done it so well. Um, so I was just talking to someone about it yesterday about this and yeah, you're right. It's like the, the subconscious feelings and then, it was only until she asked me, so tell me about your existing stuff, what you use and all that. And I, I shared my thoughts on American Crew and that's where I really searched. And that was the first time I realized, shit, that's why I liked American Crew. And that's why so many guys like American Crew is because it's like, it's this identity that you create. So exactly. sweet. I really want to get kind of like this. I just really want to throw questions at you around branding and just like sure. explore this whole thing. Yeah. Sure, that's it. What would be like the, so I think the first thing that, like I'm kind of curious where you, like do you help like online entrepreneurs? Like is there a particular area of people that you help? Like, 
so the my my business is niche but not as niche as people might think so yeah i help female entrepreneurs yeah. um level up their branding their branding basically that's pretty much it so mm-hmm. i actually have half and half i have a mixture of clients that are realtors caterers hairstylists and then i have the online realm you know i have right. some coaches i have some network marketers so it kind of just depends on the individual I'm working with. Um, there's also been small businesses like corporations where there's four employees that I will be working with because those are the four people that own the business. So it's no longer just talking to an individual on how people experience that one individual, rather like the company culture. Mm-hmm. So something that's really important when branding is understanding that there is four steps to actually making a sale. And the first step is having the brand strategy. And that is a step everybody skips, right? They go straight into branding, right? They go straight into um, the umbrella that everybody knows, you know, the logo, the photos, the website, um, you know, maybe hiring somebody to make all the aesthetics come together. They go straight into that. But before you do that, you need to understand that there is different steps that are like the behind the scenes steps that are crucial, you know, writing down those core values, right? Not just of your company, but of your brand, right? What is it that you want people to feel and know you for? And creating that will create your brand recognition, which will then, you know, expand your opportunity in in the work field. It will expand people from like experiencing you and wanting to work with you. It kind of locks you down. It locks down those sales. So, when you do push a sale, it's not really pushing. It's just mm-hmm. tapping. You mm. know, it's like today I feel like selling something. And because your brand has been worked on for so long and it's yep. been established, it will sell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've been teaching sales for like 11 years. Yeah. And I think the wow. easiest way to, with the online space now to, if we're talking about coaching, for example, the easiest way to get sales is yeah. to, you know, do things like basically do things so people come to you, right? And it's just a matter of you putting an offer out there and going, hey, look, I've got this. Who wants it? But you've done all the work through other areas like your branding, which do the selling for you as opposed to you getting on the phone and you're doing the hard sell stuff. You're like, exactly. oh, I need to think about it. You're like, oh, well, apart from thinking about it, is there anything else right. that's stopping you from going ahead? All that rubbish stuff that no one likes. You know. I noticed that there's two ways to really make it. And there's the, what I consider the easy way, which is brand strategy, which is taking a lot of time into who, what that identity looks like, or just throwing yourself right in and trying to make those sales, creating that social proof and then selling off from there. Because mm-hmm. once you have a ton of people um, that you've worked with saying things that positive things about your business, of course, of course, more people are going to want to work with you. But when you have mm-hmm. both, think about how powerful that is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it's so smart, especially if you're starting a business. Don't get worried about what I consider the nitty gritty aesthetics. I think what's most important is really understanding the background, the, the behind yeah. the scenes. And, and people think that in the creation of those things, that that's the behind the scenes. No, no, no. Why is your logo like this? Why mm-hmm. are you choosing these colors? Is it because you just think they're pretty? Do you think they resemble you? But why? Mm-hmm. What is it about green and pink that 
is making you choose these colors, right? Mm -hmm. You have to think about these things and it has to align with all those little elements that make your brand yours and nobody else's. Cool. So it's like, okay, the first thing is, as opposed to just rushing out there and going, all right, I've got a, let's do a logo. Let's put some stuff together. It's like, let's put a strategy and a plan together before we make this stuff as opposed to just going, bang, I need a logo. What's like, um, what are some like common mistakes, common branding mistakes? And let's talk about a lot of the people listening to this, Coco, I was about to call you manual then because I'm looking at your, um, <laughs> I'm like, that's not manual, um, Manuel. Uh, so what are like, let, let's kind of refer to, I don't know if it's any different to offline to online, but a lot of the people listening to this are going to be online entrepreneurs. So let's kind of, when you answer, if you can kind of direct it to them, if it is any different, but what's like common branding, like typical branding mistakes that online entrepreneurs tend to make? Um, I would say that it's, I think it's the same all the way around. And this is why it's comparing and overly what's the word overly getting inspired over inspiration. Like, you know, when, when you find somebody that you admire a lot and you're like, wow, they're successful. They have things the way that I am like overly influenced by their brand. And it will accidentally cause you to make small mistakes into who you really are and what these brand, what your brand Mm. really is. Right. And as there's been like a huge shift since 2014 to today where businesses are becoming a lot more personal and that's why big companies are no longer using huge celebrities. They're using micro influencers and social media influencers, TikTokers and whatever, because it's becoming more of a personalized thing. So when you have a niche business online it's already super personalized it's already you so you have to make sure you're staying true to you and what makes you you and you can have the people that you admire and and look up to but you are not them and if you try to follow their exact steps you can learn a lot from them but it doesn't necessarily mean you will make it the way they do what will make you the make you successful is actually and make your brand successful is actually just following your brand strategy kind of like put those blinders on and be like okay it's cool that for example Isabella um did this Mm. but is that really how I want to do something and you have to really separate yourself from what you think somebody else would do versus what you really want to do so yeah yeah yeah. what about what about when you've got people this is what I'm hearing to that answer like I, I can, I would consider myself fairly creative. Yeah. But then I, every now and then I'll kind of talk about something similar. It's like, look, do your own thing, be different, get inspiration from yeah. people, but just don't copy them. Yeah. Because exactly. that's what happened. Yeah. If we, you know, you scroll, you know what it's like. Yeah. You scroll through your feed and what you said there, like I'm scrolling through my feed. I'm like, man, she's just, or he or hers is literally copying the person she looks up to. Like literally it's just almost like, it's like a clone version. Yeah. It's a mutation. Yeah. Um, I'm even thinking of making like a little mini mastermind on this because COVID mm. really inspired me. It yeah, inspired yeah. me because all these mutations and, and it's because that's what the online realm is looking like today where mm. we're feeding off of each other and it's kind of turning into this family tree and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. But kind of like separate yourself, be your yeah. own kind of virus, you know, like yeah. make your own 
noise. And I think that that is really, um, it comes a lot with like personality too. But I think that if you constantly tell yourself, I am not going to copy somebody or even be overly inspired by somebody, I think it will really um, take your business to another another level. It, you know, let yourself get creative. Mm. Let yourself get creative and don't be afraid of it. Don't be yeah. afraid of it. Be your own virus. That's a pretty cool quote. Am I going to see that on your wall tomorrow as a post? <laughs> you could do it. I mean, whatever. I don't know if like Instagram is going to be cool with that, but. Yeah, you know. I know. So like, what about the people where they're like, oh, but Luke or Coco, I'm not creative like you are. I get that every now and then. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm not a creative person. Like, it's all good for you. you you're creative. What about those people? I mean, look, everyone's creative here. I guess they've got to kind of realize it. But what would you say if you got a client that says that to you? I would say that, sure, my right side of the brain works a lot more than my left. And there's the mistakes that I make in my business are because of that. But I would say that everybody has their own thoughts, right? Mm. We are alone when we shower. We are alone. I mean, I hope so. Or we're alone when we're using the restroom. We're alone a lot of the time thinking, what do those thoughts sound like? That is who you are. That is... That is more or less what your brand looks like. I would say that any business you own, whether it's your online business or a clothing business next to your online business, these are sub brands and you are the brand. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean to name your business, your name. It just means that it has to stay true. It has to stay extremely connected. If it gets disconnected to what your core values are, what your branding elements are, you will not be as successful at least I don't think so I don't think you'll be as successful in producing sales because it, it there's such a huge disconnect so sure you don't have to be ultra creative and like be a photographer or or creative but I think that everybody has their own thoughts everybody has their own mind everybody has their own personality and if you have these things it will help you make the right decisions and that's when you hear you know the term that's on brand or that's not my brand right? These terms, you can't use them unless you know what your brand looks like. And it's a journey. I would say that it took me about five years to fully discover what I wanted Coco Michelle LLC to look like, right? It took me Mm -hmm. some time. And, Mm -hmm. and you know what? Um, I would even say that it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, I think this is the best podcast. Like I'm the best person to be on this podcast right now because I have three businesses that are totally different. Mm-hmm. I have an essential oil company, not business, but yeah, not a, not a company, a business. And the sub brand is essential family. And I run that with a team of over a thousand members. And then we have my photography business, which is my longest baby. It's been around for eight years. And then I have my coaching one right? My consulting business, which is Make Your Mark University. It's online and in person. Mm -hmm. So these are three different entities, three different sub brands, but they all carry my heart. They all carry the same core values and the same branding elements. Do they look different aesthetically? Sure. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. But they're all part of my body. It's like a different vein. So you have to think of it that way. And when you're making decisions for your business, whether you're leading one or it's just you solo, you have to make decisions that are on brand, that are connected to you, connected to your mind, connected to your heart. And mm-hmm. I think that that is honestly the most important thing when you're going on your branding journey. Mm, so you're kind of saying that imagine if you had 
like bricks and mortar shops and you had a shop which is your oils business you had one that was your photography and then you had another one different states different countries where it is it's almost like if i walked into each one i would feel the coconess in all of them even though the different businesses different staff and everything like that you'd still feel that commonality between it, that brand that feeling cool i like that mm-hmm. i like how you said um you know we've all got these thoughts yeah and we're always thinking, yeah. but it's like, we've got to, cause refer, I'm referring back to that question of the person that says, well, I'm not creative. It's all good for you, but what about me? I'm not really a creative person, but yeah, it is true. We've always got these thoughts. And I think it's like for someone that's saying that, if, if that is you saying that I'm, I'm not really a creative person, it's almost like having the courage and a belief in yourself to go, Hey, look, these are my thoughts, own it and put it out to the world as opposed to second guessing yourself. And it's going, look, exactly. this is me. Yeah. This is me. And this is yeah. my brand. Some will like it. Yeah. Others and won't. If you don't like it, then you don't need to stick around. Yeah. Exactly. And that's and that's cool. what 2020 was all about too. I mean, now we're in yeah. 2021, but it's just following it right on. But mm. 2020 was all about, I don't care about your filter and I don't care about what you want me to think. I want to, I care about what you actually think. So speak. And People would prefer, people will quote your silence. They don't like it. So what 2021 is all about is just be real, be you. Mm. And the ones that want to buy from you will, and the ones that don't, won't. And there is a common, like nonverbal, a common decision between both sides, which is if you're not talking and you're not being real, neither one of us are going to buy. So I think Mm -hmm. that it's just very important to stay true to your thoughts. I think creativity is your brain. (laughs) I think Mm -hmm. it is the essence of who you are, what, what you feel your inner compass that tells you um, this is right. This is wrong. This is right. This is wrong. This feels right. This doesn't feel right. These are the things that should fuel your decision-making with everything, with the big things like, what those core values are with the small things, like what colors we're going to go with. And even if you're shooting, right, if you're getting some photos taken for your, for your website, if this outfit even aligns with you, right? Because you should see the things I have pinned on my Pinterest. Like when I got my photos taken, I had like blazers and whatever. Listen, I ended up just being real and being like, let me just wear loungewear because that's who I am. I'm always in pajamas. Why would I try to fake the funk? So we can't fake the funk anymore. It's just not, it's just not going to lead us quickly to success. So be real guys, be who you are. All right. So if you had to say what is real, is that what you're saying? Everything you just said there, that's what real means? Yeah, I would say real means why would you go with you know, neon and orange, if there's nothing in your house, that's neon and orange. Like if those colors don't comfort you and make you comfortable, why would you choose those colors? Because you think that it might be better. Okay. Let's reason on that thought. Is it, is it going to help with your business because it's going to attract a certain audience? Okay. Maybe that would be a better decision, but we got to stay true to who we are and what makes us us. Right. And I tell my clients this all the time. I'm like, look, 
when choosing, when going into the aesthetics, you have to be real with who you are. If you are someone that is monochromatic and has white, black, and gray in your closet, why would you attempt to have bright orange as one of your branding colors, right? The pictures and the stories on your feed are not going to have these colors. So unless you're like inserting them through like text or something, right? But it should be more than that. It shouldn't even feel um, thought of. And that's what brand strategy is about. It's almost like people don't even, shouldn't even know that that's a thing. It should be like a secret. That's what brand strategy is. it's, Hmm. It's like the subconscious thoughts. It's not what people it's not what they're reading. It's what they're feeling. And um, that's what creates trust, in my opinion. It's not necessarily the repetitive content that is like, I want you to feel this. I want you to feel this. I want you to feel this. It's almost like the content that seems so that's so genuine that it's yeah. received and trusted. So mm, say we're building <laughs> a personal brand. Yeah. Yeah. And because this, I get this every now and then, or I hear it. It's like, I like black and white, but my target market likes pink. <laughs> right, right. What do I do? And I'm a, I'm, I, I have personal experience in this, but I'm curious to know your yeah. thoughts on all this. So I think that that's actually a smart move. I don't think that, I think it should be black, white, and pink, right? Because in a way, it's, it's still brand strategy. It's still yeah. you reasoning with your audience, like understanding, hey, I have a, like my target market is female and this is a color that they're attracted to. And, you know, and how about doing some market research too, some branding market research to ask like what colors attract your current clients and your ideal clients and then figure that out. You know, I I would say that that's important, but um, I think that that's still part of branding strategy and that's compromising, right? But it's not necessarily compromising your business. It's just compromising for the sake of your business and I think that's totally different than not being who you are right yeah like I just think so I think that um if you're choosing to put you know graphics that have pink in there I think that's totally different than you know forcing yourself to go buy a couple pink shirts (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah definitely definitely I mean look I mean with my um I use the like a coral color right now I would never wear coral um, right. but I'm happy to put coral text over my photos. Yeah. There you go. So there you go. Um, so what's like another typical, um, uh, mistake that people use or make when they do their branding? Okay. Um, besides comparing themselves or trying to be somebody else by accident, I would say that it is being impatient with the process. Right. Mm. And that also, that's almost like another mutation of comparison, right? Because we want instant gratification all the time. We want everything to be one and done. Brand strategy is truly a journey. There's a lot of fundamental things that have to be done. Like, you know, I have in my course, like a branding questionnaire um, and it helps you kind of reevaluate what you realize like it makes you reevaluate your thoughts on what your brand is and, and it helps you dig deeper. There's our, there's also a ton of different activities that I have. um, But beyond that, it's a true journey because your brand will evolve as you evolve as a person and what your beliefs look like. And I'm pretty sure that my physical aesthetic (laughs) is not going to stay the same 
right? As I grow and as I change my likes and dislikes. And I think that that is what makes a brand. And that's what I think that makes a brand that makes brand strategy. If something stays the same forever, it also won't even be relatable. It might be trusted and be known to be that is the that is the company that has been the longest has been around the longest for xyz but there's this company that's new and i feel more connected to it you see what i mean so i think that when you evolve with your brand that Mm -hmm. is what a strong brand is yeah Mm, so it's like a long-term game and it's it's not like well i'm trying to just tick this brand thing off in a couple of months because it's always evolving as we evolve we change Kind of, it reminds me, I used to love Katy Perry. I used to love her when I was hmm, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. And like her, her <laughs> brand 10 years ago is way different to now. I'm not that Ooh. into her anymore. Yeah. But yeah. as she's changed and evolved, her brands <laughs> evolved. Yeah. Like she mm-hmm. used to be like this kind of like, you know, California girls type thing and like fairy floss and lollipops and all that type of thing. Yeah. But if you look at it, if she still kept that, because all her audience has grown up. Like I'm not 20 anymore. Yeah, I'm 35. So as she's grown up, the audience has grown up, right? So yeah, it's it, it is. It's important to to let your brain go, and and it's almost like a journey, isn't it? It's a never ending journey. It's a never ending journey, yeah. and I think it's it's so. I think we have to tell ourselves that it's okay. So what I tell my my clients is after they finish my program, they they have the option of doing like a mini intensive with me every like once a year. Like I recommend not just with me, but with any brand strategist, or even if you want, just go through your core values, go through what those colors look like and, and see, you know, go through your branding board, right. And see if you're connected to it, what things you would change, what things you, you want to keep. Um, and there's a lot of things that will stay the same in your brand. For example, for me, I believe my faith will be there forever. So mm. anything that has to do with my faith is going to be like, you know, grandfathered in forever. But yeah. I'm sure like my, the way I, I maybe come off uh, might change. Maybe I'm 26 right now. Maybe when I'm 36, I'll be less hyper. I'm very hyper. I'm always drinking coffee. <laughs> and I, people, people confuse my caffeine for crack with the way that I like react. <laughs> so intense. Yeah. But it's also, you know, my culture is a big part of my brand and that will never change, but maybe the way that my personality is, it might stay the same, but certain things might change. Like I might calm down. I might be a little bit less intense, less, I'll never be less Cuban, but I probably will be less, (laughs) but you know, who knows? We don't know where it might be even more intense. Who knows? Who knows, you know, and, and experiences are a part of that too. You know? So if you go through something, god forbid like horrific it might just change your brand completely it might just make you more um you know relatable in in another for another market so you never know so you have to really reevaluate your business reevaluate your brand like i would say once a year i would say every 12 months just go back and see what you want to keep and what you want to let go of and leave behind Mm. I, i think that's important so. What's what's the danger of of seeing someone that's ahead of you in their business and basically going, I love that person, and then just copying what they do? What's the danger in that? The danger in that is that 
you're not living their life and your brand is not going to evolve the ways, the way that their theirs will. And it also won't be received the same way either. And what happens with that is that you will eventually be left behind again and you won't have that inner compass to know where to go. And you're going to be looking around again. And that's what I think happens a lot with my clients. They feel this weird burnout and it's not even from working too hard. It's from losing touch with who they are and what their brand is. It's like a weird burnout. So I, I would say that that's the danger, not um, I think, I think it's normal to admire somebody and be like, man, I love this filter they're using. And then you end up using it and you start almost talking like them and doing the same mannerisms and saying the same kinds of words. But then mm-hmm. you realize, holy smokes, I'm selling to like a fake audience right now. Like she, <laughs> this person, she or he is already selling, is already marketing to these people. They're, they're listening to her right now. If I could only just be more true to who I am and what my brand is, I will be able to market a whole different realm, you know? And um, I think that's, I think that that's really important. I think it's important to just really focus on your inner compass, who you are, what your heart, what your heart is saying about your brand and, and, and what aligns with it or what doesn't. Yeah, I think so. definitely agree. All right, let's get to let's get some ideas together for you know, anyone that's listening. They're like, all right, so what are some action? What are some steps I can take to start improving my brand? The first thing you said was, uh, I think it was the values, was it? I think, I think you mentioned evaluation. that. In evaluation. In evaluation. You, uh, you, evaluation? you said having a strategy, yeah, and I think the first thing you said is actually writing down your values. Yep. Yeah, so yep. you would say, okay, for anyone listening to this, it's like, all right, let's have a, a brand makeover. First thing, it's like, look at our values. What are the values that we want to represent us and our brand wants to represent? First thing I would say before even doing that before is, the having, is let's, having a brain let's dump. Let's have Run? a brain dump, right? Brain let's dump. have a Yeah. Let's yeah. just take 30 minutes and vomit our brain, our thoughts, our desires into like, into like a board if you can have one back there and and just write it draw it do whatever you got to do it's going to look like a hot mess because your four o'clock appointment is going to be written on there everything's going to be written on there your favorite food and possibly like a life like an altering life experience who knows but everything's going to be on there colors whatever it's just going to be vomited on there what you're going to do is you're going to sort it you're going to put it into you know, it's proper categories. And you're going to be like, okay, this has to do with my business. This has to do with tomorrow. Like, I'm not worrying about this right now. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you do that, I would say, go ahead and maybe create. And you know, the thing about brand strategy is that it's so different for each person. So if, if I were talking to you, I would say after doing this, I would tell you to evaluate your business and maybe Google some questions, some brand branding questions that kind of make you think really deep really deep like are the colors of my business um i don't know like are the colors of my business aligned with who i am or where where i'm trying to go if the answer is yes write yes and write why um another question might be how do you want people to feel when they experience your feed when they experience your website when they um, experience you what are the things that you want them to feel have them write that down and then do some market research too. ask people what they feel 
and see if that even aligns with what you want them to feel so that you can maybe make a baby out of that, you know, like they feel motivated. You want them to feel inspired. So if you put those two together, you could probably really work towards that and just evaluate. So you're saying, so you're saying, get them to look at your page and say, Hey, what's your initial thoughts and feelings just by looking at my page? Or are you saying like, Hey, here's my idea for branding. What's your, what's your feelings when looking at it? Right. I want you to like ask them, what do they feel? Not necessarily what they think, right? Because what they think they're going to try to think a way of telling you what you want to feel or what you, (laughs) right. So you're going to tell them, what do you feel? Give me three words that, that describes your emotion when you're on here. Right. And, and I think that branding is very emotional because it has to like the, it's the first impression, right? When someone goes on your feed and they scroll through it or they watch your stories or your highlights or your website, or they watch your YouTube videos, that first impression is crucial. It it will really depend. It really depends on like, not depend, sorry, that's the wrong word. It will really determine whether they will follow and continue following your life. Right. And that will produce a sale. So like if people feel connected, motivated, inspired, or whatever the words are that they feel that makes them feel connected, it it will really, it will really determine um, the success of your business and your brand. But that's besides the point. The point is, Mm. because I'm like all over the place. This is part of my branding elements, La La Land. I Um, love it. (laughs) um, The point is grabbing those words and using them like, Is this on brand with my business? So like when you're making a decision as to what you want your website to look like, not just colors, I'm talking about like, you know, where the, where the home button is. Right. Um, I'm talking about nitty gritty here. These things can really become so much easier. If you really know what your brand is supposed to look like, these decisions Mm -hmm. are just easier. If hello, when you're booking someone, when you're working with someone, when you're choosing to hire someone like a VA or I don't know, like a graphic designer, because you know your brand so well, you'll know if they will match your brand or not, you know? And um, I recently hired a, a business manager. And after eight years, I finally decided to do so. I had interviewed people on and off for the longest time and I never committed to it. The reason why I committed to this, this girl, she's amazing, is because she literally matches my brand to the T. And I would have never known that if I if I didn't know, uh, know my brand, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. this girl knows all my passwords. Like she could literally hack my life. That's how much I trust her. <laughs> yeah. That's because she matched my brand so much. So that's why it's important guys. Cause you could really, it, it would be so much easier to make so many decisions. Just put it that way. So mm. yeah, take me back. Cause I'm all over the place. Take me back. Um, were you just saying like, you were mentioning that we should first write down, like, what do we want people to feel and then actually go ask our audience and go, look, what are three things that you feel when you look at my page and you want to see if those align. Yeah. That's kind of the first thing we want to do because if there's a disconnection there and you're wanting them to feel inspired, happy and light, and then they feel (laughs) sad, depressed, (laughs) and maybe a little angry, (laughs) then you're not on the right track. (laughs) You're not on the right track. You got to make changes. Nope. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you don't have to ask your entire audience. I think, I think your business is more important than that. And I think you should ask 
those that you would love to work with and those you're already working with. And I think those are the opinions that actually matter when it comes to mm-hmm. making your business. So I just wanted to say that so that yeah. whoever's listening to this that takes this advice, I, I want you guys to do it that way. I think you'll be a lot more, a lot better. So, mm, I mean, I, I, I want to back that up with, you know, getting advice on, well, not, not necessarily advice, but if you're asking for feedback, always ask who could potentially buy from you. There's no point asking your neighbor. Or, I mean, look, I, I run things by my wife. She's not who would buy from me, but that's a little bit of a different thing. Yeah. She's, she's the, yeah. he's next to me. She's, she works different. She's the opposite. But yeah. then for example, if I'm asking my audience certain things, I want to know what they think. I'm not going to go to someone that's never going to buy from me. It's not my target market and go, Hey, what's your thoughts on the colors that I'm using here? Or what's your thoughts on how I've done this? It's irrelevant information. So make sure you're asking the right people. That's a good one. What would be the next thing? So we've written down how we want to make people feel. We've actually, we've done our brain dump, which I think is a really cool idea. So the idea of the brain dump, Coco, is basically getting everything out of our mind to, to clear us up to, to be accessing, you know, creativity and everything like that. Is that the idea behind the, the dump? Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly it. So when someone That's says cool. that they're not creative, yeah. they are wrong. You are wrong. Yeah. God created you and knitted you in your mother's womb very uniquely and very differently. And you are creative. It may not look like what you think creativity looks like, but you are. And just give yourself that time, set some time away, maybe 10, 15, 30 minutes, whatever time you need. Um, but no longer than that, because then it gets crazy (laughs) and set an alarm, put some music on whatever inspires you and write it down. Just let it all out. And it might start off a little bit slow in the beginning, but as soon as things start coming out, you're going to realize like, whoa, I didn't know I had all of this in me. And right there, you just tap into your creativity. So, yeah. And it's a really good, it's a really good exercise that I haven't done in a while. Um, but I remember maybe a year or two ago when I would feel anxious, what I'd do is I'd write down, what am I feeling anxious about? And go, doo, 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 and then I'll be like, okay. And like pull it apart. Yeah. Because once it's out on the paper, you actually realize you're like, what the hell am I worrying about? Yeah. Exactly. Such a cool thing to do. Okay, so we've done our brain dump. We have yep. written down the feelings that we want people to feel when they interact with us, our brand. What right. would be the next thing that, you know, someone that wants to improve their branding, what's like a next action step they can take? And I know this is a, like an annoying question because it's kind of like, oh, well, it depends on each individual circumstance, really- but let's just like kind of just do our best at throwing some generic stuff out. <laughs> After you've done your brain dump, after you've done like a mini evaluation, and mind you, you could ask yourself five to 15, 30 questions, whatever you want. Just get deep, right? After you do that, for you, Luke, like if you're my client, I would tell you, hey, you probably have a branding board, right? On Pinterest or in person. I have one. I have like a physical one. I print stuff. I'm that person. But I would say go back to it and take out what just doesn't feel 2021 anymore right and and maybe put in what does and you'd be surprised like how many things you take out and how many things you put in and for example like who you are this year is totally different than who you are last year in the smallest things and what i mean yeah. by that yep. hello we're doing a podcast virtually like you said earlier today um you told me that before it was like in person right so mm-hmm. now you could probably pin um I don't know, like a screenshot of us doing a podcast via Zoom. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, done. I'll use Something this podcast like, as well. 
Exactly. I like that. So <laughs> you can use things like that, that kind of like, it's just different. The way we do life is different. So what are those things that are different? For example, this year, I am really focusing on my mental health and my physical health. So I actually hired a personal trainer and I also hired somebody that like a health coach. So these two things, it's so crazy how my, my branding board last year, it just looks so different than it does this year. Yeah. And, and, and guess what? My audience is going to feel this too, because if I'm sharing things, right. If I'm sharing, I don't know if I'm sharing what I am doing on my day to day, it's going to bring up different questions like, Oh, you know, you're into health now on a, in a different way. Right. And, and, Oh, you're a lot slower now to speak than before. And, Oh, you're not on here as much as you used to be, but I've learned that 2021 is all about doing better and not more. And I want my audience to feel that too. And, and that is what my brand this year has changed to where it's more about quality and quality control. And I believe that my, my future clients and my, um, new clients feel that I, I truly believe that I feel like yeah. they're like, I'm going to go with her because she's not overly producing. She's producing what's what I need. Like it's quality. Mm. And, um, I think it really just resonates. I think it comes through and as we evolve, you want to change that. So, okay. Back to the point you asked, what would be the next step? I said, get on your branding board, take out and put in, um, that's the next step. And after that, I would say, go into those core values and add and take out as well. Or if you haven't done them before, do them. Big companies have them. If you want ideas on what they look like, I would say Google it, but write down whatever you think it sounds like right away. And then once you do that, Google it and see what core value, core value examples are out there um, and create them, you know, create three to six core values that are what your company culture should look like, what your business looks like, what your brand should look like and what it should feel like. And mm. any decision you make should be, should be directed by that. So. Okay. Can we just talk about these values for a second? Yeah. So, cause for example, <laughs> I've got company core values. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, you know, We've got a vision, we've got a mission, and in order to get there, we have to show up this certain way. So our number one, our first value is live to contribute to our clients, our team, and the world, right? Now, I've got, I've got eight of those. Are we talking that type of value or are we talking like honesty, transparency, honesty. fun? Yep. Are we yep. talking like the second one? Exactly. So gotcha. they're actually really aligned. It's kind of funny because I have, I have those. I have six. Um, company core values. And those yeah. are the ones that I use to make sure that we are going in the right direction. And if I'm onboarding someone to work for me, they have to match this, but they yeah. also have to match my branding core values. Right. And I have about four of them mm -hmm. and it's experience. Like it's, it's like a, I'm trying to think, how do I express them? By the way, these are personal. So your branding yeah. core values are not something that you have out there ready for people. You know, these are things that are like on your notes pad or your Google doc, like scribbled in. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. like, it doesn't look as corporate or as formal. Right. But yeah. it, it's more like, for example, let me um, explain to you. I have, my faith is big. So in my branding values, it's 
I have one that says like, I will not waver. It's like almost like a pledge to yourself. I will not waver um, in my faith, something like that. Basically talking about how I will not conform my faith for the sake of any client or mm. any sale. Yeah, I will not like you do not accept me the me that comes with Jesus. You, like we, it's okay, we don't have to work together, and that is what makes my brand my brand. And like you said earlier, not everybody is going to like you. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, and that's okay, right? So your branding elements have a lot to do with your inner compass, who you are, right? Like your faith, your beliefs, your morals. It's like a moral thing, right? Um, What you want to contribute to to society, kind of like what you mentioned earlier in your core values, but these are like what I want to do with my business. That Do I want to give 10%, you know, like that kind of thing. So like what you stand for in a way. Exactly. There we go. Okay. Hello. Made it easy for me. That's what it is, yeah. So I'll be like with me, I'll be like, well, I, number one, I stand for living very, very healthily. Um, I stand for taking, working, yeah, but also taking breaks, being playful, um, yeah. saying it as it is, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So th- these are what I'm looking at, yeah? Is this what we're talking about? That's exactly what we're talking about. Thank you. Awesome. So, All right. Working with me is kind of like listening to me ramble half the time and then having to like <laughs> take me back. <laughs> Do you know, I mean, you'd, you'd do the same as me, I guarantee you. I, I like talk, like you talk, like you get, you get asked a question and then you talk about it, you go down the rabbit hole and you completely yep. forget what the original question was. I do that all the time. When you've got two of you together, it turns into an absolute mess because then you're yes, like, what was the original sorry. question? And you're like, I've got no idea what it is. I'm sorry, uh, uh, okay, so we've got our, what's maybe something else that stands out or if there is anything else that stands out, we don't want to give away too many things, yeah? But we just want to like, okay, what's some few things that they can do to get this brand to the next level? Okay. So once you have those behind-the-scenes things going on, you know, that that branding board, um, that brained up, all those things that come with it, Mm -hmm. I would say do some branding market research. And I know that market research is for marketing purposes, but it it really isn't always like we talked about it right now, right? We just talked about how you would ask your audience, how do they feel? I guarantee you you can come up with five to 10 questions on, on what you want to know about how your, your ideal customer feels about your brand or how, what they would want to look for. Um, and ask them emotion-based questions, right? Like when you're looking, for example, when you're looking for health coach, like if you were hypothetically looking for health coaching help, um, what would you like to feel in the, in that process? Or what would you, how would you like your experience to be? And if you create questions like that, it will really tell you so much more about that individual. And when you are, when you are creating your website or when you're creating even your offer formulations, right. Or even, you know, marketing material, the way that you write things is going to feel so connected to the person. Like they're going to feel like, Oh my gosh, that's me. And it's not just because of your market research, but because of the branding market research. And I would say that this also helps when you're creating like launching content, you know, to try to stay relevant to the online coaching industry here. 
um, I, I would say it would actually help a ton with your launching content, because if you know what people are feeling in 2021 and what they would like to feel, if they were hypothetically to go with your brand, with your business, I feel like even the way you create the pictures for your, like everything, like what you choose to wear, what you choose to pose in, you know, it's not going to be as, it's really going to match the year. I don't know if that makes any sense. I'm sorry if I'm yeah. like, I can't find my words, but yeah. um, I feel like it'll be a lot more successful in, in marketing your business. Like for example, you know, like laptop lifestyle photos. Yep. Right. Okay, guys, that is so 2018. And even <laughs> more so, even more so in 2021. Like everybody's yeah. on a laptop lifestyle, whether they are working for their corporate job or not. And it's time <laughs> to step out of it, right? And and how would you know how to do that? Well, you kind of gotta ask the right questions. So I would say. After doing all those other things, I would say ask a ton of questions, you guys. Ask a ton of questions and then do. So if you know now, now let, let's say you've interviewed five people and you have about 40 responses on, you know, these different things. I would say have a meeting with yourself instead of a brain dump. Have a meeting with yourself and write down ideas or tasks that can actually work in the right direction now, right? So like, okay, now I have to change my pictures, Right. Because now this, you know, I'm right now I'm posing like <laughs> pretending to type on a lap on a, on a computer with a mug in my hand. With the mug. Um, yes. With, with the mug. The mug. Right? What about the book? And the book. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Right. So <laughs> it kind of makes you realize, wait a second, this is not what it looks like anymore. Mm. Now what I'm really doing is plugging in my earphones and working out as I listen to a podcast. I feel like yeah. that being captured is so much more powerful than Let's this go. over and over. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what brand strategy does. It, it yeah. gives you an outlet to know what to do now and how to approach your ideal audience. Awesome currently. stuff. So if it's like we had to wrap all that stuff up, it's like number one, brain dump. Get everything out of your head so yeah. you can open your mind to be creative. Um, then we look at putting together a branding board, whether it's offline, whether it's online, but just basically put everything together that you feel represents you, what you like, then talk about your core values. Now we're not talking about our company values. We're talking about the person that we just represent and what we stand for in life. Exactly. And then let's do some brand research. Let's go to our audience and let's go to our audience, not Joe down the road. Yeah. Let's go to our audience, people that Number one, if you've got clients, ask them. Um, or if you've got people that you've worked with or people that you that potentially could buy from you, they're the people to ask. And we want to ask them, what do you want to feel? Is that the question? Yeah. yeah. No, like what do you feel and what would you want to feel? Both. Gotcha. Right? Yep. Both. You want to know what, what they feel like. I, I'm pretty sure that in 2020, the word that, for example, I interviewed a ton of people in 2020 and everybody was kept saying fear. I feel fear. I feel mm-hmm. fear. Mm. So I used fear to bring in faith. And I was like, well, people need some more faith up in here. So yeah, yeah. I, used, I used the term faith over fear all of 2020. And it really resonated with people. But in 2021, still doing my research, but in 2021, it's definitely not that anymore. People yeah. have have gotten used to um 
everything that was taking place in 2021. It's almost like what now kind of thing. So now mm. I'm currently trying to figure out what people are feeling this year. So I can use that to kind of navigate my business again, like re-navigate what resonates with people. So yeah, I- I'm hearing transparency. Well, this yeah. Year. I love that yeah. part about you saying that really, really look at, you know, how we're living our life and keep it up to date because, you know, the photo with the laptop and all that and the mug, people are still doing it, right? But then what you said about, you know, what are we actually doing though? You know, we've got a podcast in and we're eating our breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) Like, let's get that stuff out. Let's really be aware of how we're living and let's put that out because it's at the end of the day, they're doing it. So then they're going to relate to it. They're not sitting there with the mug and doing the laptop thing and all that type of thing. I had a client uh, recently and she's online as well. She's like an online coach. Her thing is called mentor me, Megan. And she asked me, she's like, so we're going to take pictures. Where do you recommend? I was like, let's go to the grocery store. And she's like, what? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, let's go to the grocery store. And then she's like, okay. So (laughs) she's like, take off my mask I'm like do you are you allowed to take off your mask in the grocery store she's like no so she kept on her mask yeah and we put in her favorite foods and I was like this yeah. is what you gotta use on your feed <laughs> yeah. you know? like, so much content that can be created out of this you know and then yeah. um for me I I hate taking pictures of myself so I I don't I have the same stuff going on over and over but I already have ideas of what I want for this year I'm literally going to take pictures with like uber eats ordering in my house like yeah 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 yeah. just being real and 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 write down those things Luke like write down the things that um that you actually do I know you work out a lot take pictures of that you know and Mm. and take pictures of you going on a run your feet like just things going on you know and you don't always need professional images you know you could just Mm -hmm. take photos with your phone and make sure it's a good one and then just throw on a preset people are really digging transparency to the point where it's freaking me out because I like filters so I can get rid of this, but at the same time, it's what's, what's working. So yeah, uh, yeah. transparency, Luke. That's a cool game. Go. That's a, that's cool. That's really good advice about there. Cause the photo thing, I've always struggled with it. it I don't like doing photos. It's yeah. kind of like my wife takes photos of me now. So it's a little bit easier, but it's just almost like, Oh, I have to do photos now. And I, yeah. I've done my best to steer away from having the laptop there and the mug and shit. And I'm just like, I like kind of more candid photos, but the, the, my dream is to actually have a photographer and they're actually taking photos of me walking around living my life because I just don't like posing, yeah? But that's what I need to do. I just need to make it happen with going, okay, look, Courtney's not always available. I can just take an average photo here of my feet while I'm running or anything like that. But yeah. Kogo, thank you very, very much. This has been awesome. Um Anyone listen to this, where can they actually find out more about you? They could find out more about my different, you know, endeavors on <laughs> www.cocomichelle1l.com. So C-O-C-O-M-I-C-H-E-L-E. And my Instagram is at Coco Michelle, C-O-C-O-M-I-C-H-E-L-E underscore. So, yeah. <laughs> Hey there, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. 
And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.